Welcome to Space Cowboys, a Roswell, New Mexico podcast here on PureFandom.com. I am Liz Prue, joined by my co-host, Mick Bonnie. Hello, hello. And while each week we usually give you amazing one-of-a-kind theories on the fabulous TV series Roswell, New Mexico, the show was on hiatus this week, which was a big bummer because we forgot. But... We didn't forget about you listeners. We're bringing you a special episode. Meg, give us the give us the details. On this week of Space Cowboys, we'll be talking about hair products and hair care. And just kidding. So we don't have a recap, obviously, because there wasn't an episode. But we chatted with our favorite Midwestern curly-haired cowboy, Michael Blamis. Um, he talks about why he loves his fans so much, and it will melt your heart. And how he maintains those gorgeous curls. And Malik's, of course, Malik's. All things Malik's. So make sure you guys uh, keep tuning in. And um, check out all of our other amazing podcasts on purefandom.com. And we'll catch you guys next week for a new episode. Enjoy this lovely conversation with the even more lovely Michael Vlamis. Hey listeners, welcome back to Space Cowboys. We have a very special episode for you. We have Michael Vlamis, who plays Michael Guerin on Roswell, New Mexico. What's up, Michael? Woo! How you guys doing? Awesome. I'm happy to be talking to you guys. This is fun. It's a good vibe for all you listeners. Um, We all have really, really curly hair. Um, and we're all from the Midwest, so it's a great space right now. The curls are very hard to manage. I'm going to be, I'll be real with you. Took me, took me like 26 years of my life to figure out what to do with my hair. Oh my God. We were just talking about how it's so hard to manage our hair and how it took us so long. And we are the only ones who know how to deal with it. Yeah. Nobody else knows. Nobody knows the trauma. When Mm -hmm. I was a kid, I just wanted straight hair. I wanted one of those bowl cuts. And my mom was like, honey, you're never going to have that. Your hair is not straight. And it was, it was sad, but I've come to terms with it finally. Yeah, and you rock it now. I love it. <laughs> yeah, thank you. It gets wild in some of those episodes. I see it blowing in the wind. I'm like, oh, man, that's it? There you go. <laughs> it has a life of its own. Meg and I were just saying, like, we're still living that herbal essence life. Like, we've tried the expensive stuff. And it just, I don't know, you got to stick with what works. Mm-hmm. Honestly, this might, this might grow some people out, but I hardly ever wash my hair. I hardly well, ever see, washed it. My, my, the woman who cuts my hair, she says, if you don't, you don't wash it, it just, uh, you know, your hair gets oily when you're not, uh, we're like turning into a, a hair campaign right now. I love it. But uh, <laughs> it's like when you're, you know, you wash it too much and it just creates more oil. So if it's just not washing it. And, uh, you know, I still use conditioner, though. I, I smell okay. I will say that. I smell okay. Well, there you go. That's right. all you need. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Thank you for having my back. <laughs> we got you. Well, that's a perfect segue into this next question about um, your love story on the show. Um, let's talk about yeah. Tyler Blackburn's hair. No, I'm just kidding. Um, <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's great. So when we, so we recently chatted with uh, Karina, of course, the amazing showrunner of Roswell, New Mexico, yeah. at um, your ATX screening in Austin, Texas. And she said that it was nice. very important for her to have the Michael and Alex story start in darkness and come into the light 
versus the other way around, which is the way we see a lot of LGBTQ relationships on TV. What darkness mm. do you think that both Michael and Alex need to overcome in order for them to be like, okay, cool. We both deserve to be happy and love each other. Oh my gosh. That is such a like deep, tough question to answer. Cause there's so many things. Um, and when it comes to Michael and Alex, a lot of like who Michael Guerin is, is a lot of uh, the feelings that I have. And, you know, I, I draw specifically from what, you know, I have to overcome and, and similar to like Michael Guerin, you know, he, he's been an outsider his whole life. Right. And so has Alex. Uh, they both have these secrets. And I think the biggest thing that you have to overcome is accepting who you are, that your secrets don't always need to be kept so close to the chest. And I think it's, I think it's the vulnerability. I think it's um, accepting that it's okay to be vulnerable uh, and you'll still be, you know, you'll still be liked, you'll still be accepted. And if people don't accept you for your vulnerability, then you don't want them in your life. And I think that's like, that's the biggest thing is that you can be honest with yourself and with others. And I mean, obviously the two of us, I mean, we didn't even tell each other that we, we had been separated 10 years and we never told each other that we loved each other when we did, you know? And I think that's a, that's a mistake a lot of people make and I make in my own life, uh, which is like the things that are hard to say, not saying them. And I, I think that's the biggest thing you have to overcome is that it's okay to be vulnerable. Oh, I love that. Also, I would like to just say I love both of you just so that doesn't become an issue. <laughs> I didn't tell you. So speaking of okay, Michael and you. Alex, um, in one of our favorite scenes was that flashback with you playing the guitar in the shed. So I just wanted to know, are we going to get to see maybe more musical moments or maybe something that you're going to try to save for next season if we knock on wood get next season? Oh man. I, you know, I can't give anything away. I can't give too much away with that because just know that, you know, my hand is messed up in the show and that's why I stopped playing guitar and a big part of me, kind of disappeared that day in the tool shed, um, like an identity, you know, something that in that scene, I talked about how my entropy changes when I play music and I kind of escape my life and all the chaos going on in my head. So definitely know that it's something that, you know, Michael Guerin is very passionate about and he would love to get back to, but he's got to do something about that hand if that's ever going to happen, you know? Mm-hmm. So we're both super sci-fi nerds and you can probably, you probably can't answer this next question, but we recently learned that Garen is building a spaceship and it would be so rad if you guys went to space. Do you see that happening in the show? Do you want it to happen in the show? Um, you know what? I would, I would love to see, to see something like that happen. But I think what's more interesting than going to space is the choice of going to space. You know, it's not necessarily being there, but it's, it's the choice that I am actually going to leave all of these people I love. Uh, because I don't know, even if I do go to space, am I going to be able to bring everybody? Do I want to bring everybody? It's kind of, uh, it's kind of like, you know, Michael Guerin, his whole life has been building the spaceship to get like back to his family. But like at the same time, he's also running from something. Um, but he's also running towards something that he believes wholeheartedly in, which is like family and, you know, his origins and things like that. But I would love to see a moment come where he has to really decide 
you know, am I going or am I staying? I think that could be a really powerful scene. Yeah, I'm, I'm team space. I, I say send everyone to space. Let's just start over on a new planet. I'd love to see that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We, we'd probably end up polluting it, though. And um, yeah, you know, it, it would be nice to get a little fresh start, though, every now and then. Yeah, totally agree. So with so many re- reboots and reimaginings on TV right now, a lot of fans tend to compare them to the original or even um, just there's kind of backlash surrounding it. What has the fan experience been like for you so far in this process? Oh, my God. Honestly, overwhelming. Um, I, uh, I really didn't know what to expect. This is my first TV show. I've never had, like, I've never really had, like, fans before or people that, like, blindly support me because of a, you know, a character that I portray. Um, I had some success in the past where that's happened a little bit, but not like this. And all I can say is that I, I feel so lucky that I get to, through, through acting, what I love doing the most in my life, I, I get to give people an escape and challenge their thoughts and, and get them to open up. And a lot of these fandoms that that are following me especially like on instagram is where i kind of spend the most of my time with social media that's what i'm it's kind of like the the i think it's the app that i enjoy the most um it's so visual you know and i i love like making my instagram into like you know i i like i like looking it almost looks like a magazine spread or something of just like my humor and whatnot and and i enjoy that i really reveal a lot about myself on instagram and I think people appreciate that. So I get like, there's LGBTQ Vlamis accounts. There's Malik's accounts. There's Michael Vlamis Italia. Um, like it's, it's like people in Italy, like it's, it's, it's so wild. And the messages that they send me about how my character and my love story with Alex has like opened them up in their life and helped them get out of a dark place is honestly, you know, why you do the job. Um, Cause sometimes acting can feel like such a, like a selfish career at times and I feel like a lot of actors are very selfish you know you're the center of attention you're doing this you're doing that but like when you can actually like help the world and it's bigger than you is when it's most important and luckily that's I'm in a position where that's happening right now and it's very I'm not gonna lie it's very rewarding that's awesome and I've seen a lot of those accounts yeah. too um, when we're just tweeting about the show in general and like their their tag is your name and that's got to be pretty wild to see oh it's so wild it's so funny for all my friends too because now all of a sudden anytime they post a story or something like the fan accounts are reaching out to them and they're like well what's Michael doing right now or or they're reposting pictures of my roommates just because they're in my life so now they're all like kind of experiencing a little bit too, which is, it, it's been a lot of fun. We have a lot of laughs with it and we're, we're all really grateful about it. That's awesome. I love that. Okay. So I don't know if you can answer this, but I'm going to ask it anyway, because I don't know if you listen to the podcast and you can lie and tell us you listen to everyone religiously, <laughs> yeah. um, but we yeah. talk about a lot of theories. And one of the biggest theories we've been talking about recently is about the fourth alien. And we think we know who it is, but we wanted to know what was your reaction when you learned about the identity of the fourth alien and have you really seen anyone guess it correctly? Oh man, I have seen one person online guess it correctly. I will say that. Um, I will say that. And 
it was one of those things where I almost didn't even want to like interact with the post because, you know, I didn't want to like give anything away whatsoever. But this one specific person did guess it. Um, and I don't think that's given away too much because so many theories are out there. So I don't think anyone's going to find this one person who guessed it right. But, uh, but somebody did. And when I was shooting the show and, you know, the, the, the fun thing about the show was that I never knew what was going to happen every episode, right? Like they would, they would sit us down and talk to us about major story points and, you know, what's going to be going on with your character and, and kind of the necessities of what you need to know in order to give an honest performance. But I didn't know what was going to happen, actually, what was going to, how we were going to get to where they said we were going. So every episode was like, it was a surprise. When I read it, I was blown away. I was like, oh my God, this is happening in this episode? This is crazy. This is fun. It's exciting. And then when I, uh, when I found out who, you know, who was going to be the, uh, kind of the villain, um, I was a little, I was a little taken aback because even I didn't see it. And I think that's, that's what's so fun about the show is that of all the theories, everything, I've seen one person guess it. And, and that's how we wanted to do it. Right. We, we didn't want to give anything away. And I think Karina did an amazing job of like revealing who the fourth alien is and, you know, what they're what they stand for and why they're coming from the place they're coming from so you know i was kind of just i was almost like a viewer on the show just kind of learning as episodes go of, of what was going down but once i found out who it was a lot made sense and at the same time uh i was just kind of like taken aback that okay this is this is the this is the person who who is um who's doing all this and it, it was fun for me to discover as well Ooh, that's so fun we can't wait um, yeah. So music is also a big part of the show, and we know what 90 songs that Liz Orteco plays on the jukebox. You know, she's got her Counting Crows, her Third Eye Blind. What song or songs, or we'll even make it easier for you, what bands do you think Garen would pick or he has, he has on his, his iPod? Or I could tell you what... I can tell you what song I am the most proud of having in a scene that I've done thus far. And that was in the flashback episode, episode six, when you see our first kiss. I remember reading the script and originally in the script when, cause Janine and Nathan have like a very like touching moment in that scene too, or right around that scene where I kissed Tyler for the, for the first time. Um, and the song that's playing in the script is, is like first day of my life by bright eyes. And I'm a huge bright eyes fan. And when I saw the episode cut together, they, they played that song over our kiss as well. And honestly, that was like one of the coolest moments for me to see a band that I grew up on, a band that I have just like screamed at the top of my lungs, singing their songs in my car, or just like listening to them to find an escape going through a breakup or something like that to have that song that means so much to me play over like my first kiss with someone I love in the show um was a really was a really really special moment and I could sit here and say that like Michael Guerin is the type of guy that's just like listening to like you know old school country or like some John Denver or, or some rock and roll or something like that but I think at the end of the day Michael Guerin is a big softie and I think a song like Bright Eyes not only affects me, but affects Michael Guerin. Um, obviously, because I bring so much of myself to the character. 
but definitely the guy the guy puts on such a tough guy act and he's like this badass like sex symbol all this stuff at the end of the day he's just like a, he's a he's a sad vulnerable boy who just wants love and acceptance oh that's so sweet I know, right? yeah i think we actually just talked yeah. about that in our last episode about how he's just like, he wants everyone to think he's such a badass but he's just this big old walking hard on his sleeve guy and like I love that you picked more of a, a vulnerable softer song I like that back to the the Malik's relationship obviously I'm single-minded here but um <laughs> it's been so special to the fans and for us to even get to talk about it week to week what can you tease about their bond in the rest of this season oh boy you know I can't I don't want to give anything away but I can say that everything does come to a head, you know? Um, and I think that even if we do say it or we don't say it, you really know how one another feel, uh, how each other feel, we feel about each other. But, um, but you know, I don't know if, uh, I don't know. I, I, I want to be really careful with my words, right? Because I, I really don't want to give anything away. But I will say that in the next two episodes, Michael and, um, and Alex really get to spend a lot more time together. Uh, they kind of bond up as they try to figure out this alien conspiracy. And, you know, you see how apparent the love is. And I can't say where we end up at the end of the season, but I will say that, that everyone will have a very clear idea of how we really feel about one another. Because right now, even though like, you know, in this, I don't know if it was episode nine, maybe that Sherry Appleby directed outside the trailer, you know, we tell each other that we love each other for the first time. And, you know, now it seems like, okay, now we're like getting to know each other and like almost on like a friend level because we never really got to be friends. We were broken up from each other for so long after that traumatic incident and everything happened so quickly. And then all of a sudden he was gone off to war and, you know, I was doing my own thing and, so you, you, I can't say what the resolution is, but you definitely get to see each other, spend much more time together, get to know who we are, and set up anything that may be able to happen, you know, in the future or by the end of the season amongst the two of us. That's awesome. We'll take it. I think it's, it's you know, and yeah. no too. It's apparent, like, there's no doubt that you guys love each other. Um, it's just all the noise that's yeah. kind of getting in the way a little bit. Yeah, that's the problem. It's like I go through this in my in my you know everyday life. I, you could love someone so much, but oh, maybe they're just not right for you, you know. And that is a horrible feeling, something so hard to deal with, and you never really know because is love enough, or is it you know personality traits that need to align, or uh, family backgrounds, or you know taste and and just different aspects of life like do all those need to be in line too or is love enough and as a hopeless romantic I like to think that like love is enough but I don't know as I get older I'm, I'm, I'm not sure I think you just have to it's more than love it's also just like compatibility and uh, that these two guys up to up to now have just not been compatible because they haven't been completely honest with one another so it'll be it's interesting it'll be interesting for you guys to watch too as we get the characters become more honest with one another where uh where they end up 
Well, we are so excited and we're so grateful that you took the time to chat with us today. This was so much fun. Yeah, no, it was a blast. I appreciate you guys wanting to chat. Don't forget, listeners, um, important things to note from the discussion today. If you have curly hair, wash it every other day or every few days. <laughs> yep. <laughs> um, no matter what yep. happens, Malik still loves each other. Let's just, you know, accept what happens, whatever does throughout the rest of the season. Um, the fandom has been so positive and awesome thus far. So it's just, it's great for us. So it has to be even better for you. Um, we're just, we're waiting for that season two renewal. Mm-hmm. Woo, I'm waiting too. I, uh, I'm hoping that they, they let us know in the next, uh, they gotta let us know by May, right? We got upfronts in May. We have to know by May. That's what we're hoping too. That's what I'm hoping too. And then the show I heard goes on Netflix May 1st. So I think Karina tweeted that out. So I think once that, uh, once that happens, that'll get a lot more people, uh, you know, knowing about the show and watching us. And I think that'll just, you know, help the decision by the studio as well. Oh yeah. Well, thanks again for tuning in and, um, cheers to you. Thanks for joining us. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. Thanks Meg. Thanks Liz. I I appreciate the support and, uh, yeah, good luck with everything. So uh, I'm going to be, I'll be cheers into you once we find out if we get that season two. Heck yeah. Awesome. Hopefully yeah. by the time you guys get season two as well, I'm my second is due on May 27th. That's my due date. And so Meg has been uh, drinking without me and I'm like <laughs> red <laughs> to play that, that drinking. Yes. Do you know if you're having a boy or a girl? No, we're going to be surprised again. So wow, that's what I was going to say. Like, right. We should name it after Roswell if we get that pickup. So CW, yeah, if you're yeah, listening. Yeah. You can name uh, Liz's baby. It's fine. Yeah, Petowitz. I'll name the baby after you. Yes, I love that. Well, congratulations. Thanks so much.